0: Welcome to another exciting weekend message from Encounter Church. For more information, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. In Jesus' name, amen. As the baskets go around, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into my message this week. Um, So this summer... Uh, we have been on a series called Letters. What we've been doing is we've been taking a, a book of the Bible. We took Galatians and we walked all the way through the entire book of the Bible uh, of Galatians, went verse by verse, and, and it was great. And we were going to go into Ephesians or into another book, but I realized that we actually only have two weeks left in August, and then it's September. So instead of trying to start a book and you know, kind of beginning fresh in there, I was praying about what God wanted to say to. To us for the next couple of weeks, and I felt like God gave me uh, sort of a, a, a mini series, if you will, called "Geared Up." This is something that that um, I believe that God is about to do something new in our community and at this church, and specifically in our lives. And I, you know, maybe some of you guys remember at the beginning of the year, we God gave us a vision for 2015. I was really praying at the end of last year, God, what do you want to do this year in 2015? And this is what God told us this year was to intentionally grow. Deeper and outward to make disciples. I think we may even have it on the screen here in just a second. Uh, to intentionally grow deeper and outward to make disciples. This was the, the, the idea that God said, This is what I want you to focus on as a church this year. And we've been pretty intentional about it, honestly. Um, we have seen God transform lives this year as we have made the decision to go deeper and to push and to look into to making disciples. But there's still more to do. I, as I've been thinking about this year through January through August, as we're about to wrap up the summer, which is crazy to me that they're already we're, about to, we're getting closer to closing out 2015. That's insane to me. This year has just flown by. But that God is, wants to do more in our lives, in our church, in our community, and he's stirring up some new things for the season to come and so so what I want us to do is we're this series this mini series it's kind of got a cheesy name it 's called geared up because we 're getting ready for what God wants to do for the road ahead so let 's get geared up for the road ahead and so as I was thinking about what God was putting on my heart for the next two weeks, this illustration of a tree came to my mind. This concept of a tree that has some deep roots. Now you can see on the screen here that, that this tree, what you see above, there's so much more below it, this incredible root system. And what we're gonna do this year, we talked about this vision for 2015 to intentionally grow deeper and outward to make disciples. The thing is, is that we have, we have made an intentional push to grow deeper right that's the roots of this system the roots of our church if you think of our church as a tree right and this year we have made a lot of effort to to help people grow deeper in their faith And and for me personally, it's been a thoughtful approach to, to our messages. You know, I've been intentionally thinking this year all the way through when I started thinking about all the series that we've gone through this year, the intentional idea was how can we grow deeper as a church? How can we become more like Jesus and become disciples? And the goal is to become a disciple, not to be a fan. And for you guys have heard me say that. Like, Jesus' Facebook page is great, right? We all want to be fans of Jesus, but what he wants from us, what he calls us to be is a disciple. A disciple can be a scary word for some of us, especially in our modern context, because oftentimes when we hear the word disciple, we think like cult. We think, we think like you have to give up everything that you are and everything that you've ever known and lose your personality and start wearing white like Reeboks and, and drink Kool-Aid and, and then all of a sudden one day you're going to end up dead in a bunch of Bunk beds like that 's what we think of when we think of disciples, but in reality, a disciple is someone who believes so strongly. in in the teaching of of the master that we want to orient our lives to it. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be cultish, but we want to be a disciple of Jesus, which just means we orient our lives around the principles of his teachings. And that's what we want to be. But also the thing is with a tree is that you know if a tree is healthy, not by its size, but by its fruit, right? So if this tree of our church is growing fruit, and we talked about fruit at the end of Galatians, right? The fruit of the Spirit, the fruits of love and joy and peace and patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. These are the things that we should be doing. If our church is growing people who exhibit those things, if people in our community are beginning to act like that instead of the way of the fruits of the sinful nature we talked about, then we'll know that we're healthy, a healthy tree. I think we may even have a picture of a, of a tree with fruit, maybe. I'm not sure. But but that's the idea, is that we want to become a tree, not just that has deep roots, but one that is growing fruit. And we have seen change in the lives of people at Encounter and through Encounter this year. Think about it. We have seen people give their hearts to Jesus We measure that by this book right here. Every week we have this idea, this learning to follow Jesus book. If anybody ever wants to begin a journey with Jesus, we say take one of these and we measure it. And we have seen people take these books. Last year alone we had over 25 people give their hearts to Jesus alone at this church, people who didn't know Jesus ever. And then because of what you are doing, because of what we're doing, because of what God's doing, we've had people give their hearts to him. We had four people be baptized this year. It was such an incredible day. People who said, I'm going all in for Jesus. We've seen people be baptized. We've seen people find freedom through, from the grip of fear, from the grip of doubt. We've seen people even released from the grip of money holding them, you know? We've seen that. We've seen people step into their giftings, into their callings. Incredible things are happening. And as I look back over this year so far, I see how God has transformed you and he's transformed me as we have intentionally chose to become a disciple of Jesus. But we still have work to do as a church but also as individuals. And remember, again, back to the vision that God gave us. It's not only to intentionally grow deeper, but it's also to grow outward. We have it on the screen here where it'll say outward, and it's underlined because we've done a really good job, I think, as a church of of spending time, you know, focusing inwardly and making sure that we're growing deep roots as Christians. But at the same time, God also told us that we needed to intentionally push outward as a church. And while we've accomplished much this year, I want to be able to look back over our Christmas season. I want to be able to look at the end of the year while we're all relaxing and taking some time with our family. I want to look back and say, God, I know that that you are proud of us because we've done what you asked us to do, that God asked us to, to be faithful and to intentionally not just think about ourselves and how we can grow, but also the people who are in our community he 's asking us to intentionally push outward and into our communities to reach more people, and to continue with the illustration of that tree, you know we want to be a small tree that grows large branches. I mean, so if you look around we 're not a large church, and we have some deep roots that are keeping us, and when the storms come, you know like winds will push against this tree, but it doesn 't move because it has strong roots, but we also want to be a tree that has wide branches, the healthy fruit that we produce as a church. We'll be able to feed the people who sit under our branches. I want to be a church that welcomes people, a place that that has a healthy place where people can find shade. There are so many people in our community who need Jesus. They need the fruit of life that God is growing inside of us. And so as we have been walking through this year, God has been putting some things in my heart. For this upcoming season. And there's a particular passage of Scripture that has come to my mind that I believe God wants to encourage us with. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to Isaiah chapter 43? Isaiah 43, verse 19, is where we're going to read. It's a very short passage of Scripture. If you have your tablets or your smartphones, pull them out. I encourage you to download the Uversion Bible app. It will change your life. There's all sorts of plans you can read in there that will help you read your Bible every day or regularly. But Isaiah chapter 43, this is something that God I feel, put on my heart for this year. Verses 19. It says, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in a dry wasteland. I mean, that sounds, first of all, it sounds pretty incredible that he's going to make a pathway through the wilderness and he's going to create rivers in dry wasteland. I mean, that, that imagery is bright. It's strong. When we think of a wasteland, we think of a desert. We think of nothing. We think of something that's lifeless. But when we think of a river going through it, we know what happens is that that water produces life and trees Pop up and you know, and, and and in the concept of a wilderness, I think of a dense forest. I think of overgrown you know plants and and grass and trees and how you can get through. The only way to get through is to make a path through it. And so imagine Jesus, this is what God is saying here in Isaiah 43. He said, He said, I'm gonna make a path. Imagine him with a machete walking through, just cutting down obstacles in the way and cutting down and making a way in the path. Imagine him building an irrigation system in the middle of a desert that creates creates life, and it allows life to take place in the, de- in the desert. Now, this particular passage in Isaiah 43 was written originally to the Israelites, to God's people, the Jewish people who were in captivity in Babylon. They had been sent there into captivity because of their disobedience to God, and they were, they were in a land that wasn't their own. And he was encouraging them, and he was saying, look, I am about to do something new. You have been stuck here out of, a lot of ways, your own reasons and for your own problems and consequences, of your own decisions, but I am not abandoning you. And I think about our city. I think about Pittsburgh. I think about the neighborhoods we live in in Lawrenceville and and Bellevue and Avalon and Highland Park and, and, and East Liberty and Bloomfield and all these places that we live in all over Pittsburgh. I think about them and how many people in this community, in our city, have chosen things other than God? How many of them have gotten themselves into trouble? How many people have found themselves in situations that they wish that they could get out of, and God is saying to them, look, I'm about to do something new. I'm sending you Jared. I'm sending you Heather. I'm sending you Carrie. I'm sending you people who are carrying the light and the hope of Jesus Christ into these communities that are dry wastelands, these places that are wildernesses that have no path, they have no idea how to get out of them but he's sending us into this place to create rivers of refreshing life to create a pathway for them to come and find hope that's what he's doing for i am doing something new he says see i have already begun and he has already begun here for a year and a half god's been doing incredible work at this church in your life and in my life And so the big idea of the day is this, it's very simple, is that God is about to do something new here. If you have notes, the note page inside of your program, go ahead and pull that out and write that down. That God is not just doing something elsewhere, he's not just doing something in Israel or with the Jewish people 2,000 years ago, he's doing something new here, right now, at Encounter Church, in your life and in my life. He wants to impact our, our daily life, our family life, our relationships, and he wants to impact our communities. He's already begun it. We have seen him already at work this year. And he's promising that, it is, that if we will follow his leading, that he will carve out the path for us to take as a church in our lives, and in our community. A lot of us would say, I don't know how I'm supposed to reach that friend of mine who seems like they're in a dark place. I don't know how I'm going to reach that, that, that family member. I don't know how our church is going to be able to make a, a greater impact in our community. How are we going to do that? And I don't, we don't necessarily have the answer right now, but what we do have is the vision that God says, I will do it if we will follow him. And be rest assured that your lead team here at this church is praying, and we're meeting together, and we're thinking through the strategies as how we can formally, as a church, can make a greater impact in our community. But he's not just talking about our church, he's talking about us as people, as individuals. He will show you the way if you follow him. He will show you how you can make an impact in your personal life, or how he can change things in your life. If you're waiting for something, God, I need you to make a a way through this wilderness in my life, he will show you. If you would just trust him, he will bring life to areas that are desolate and areas that are forgotten. And we're going to be seeking and we're going to be serving the demographics of our community. We're going to be looking at ways that we can meet needs of people whose lives are represented by the desolation, by people whose lives feel like nothing but wilderness. And I have a picture, I think, here of of a withered tree this is what it looks like. This is what people's lives look like. Maybe in your own heart, you feel like, this is how I feel. I feel dry. I feel, I feel just like I, I don't have, I'm not bearing fruit in my life. That when I look at the decisions that I make, that the things that I do, they don't seem to, to ever, be, ever be making much of a difference. And God is saying to you today, whether it be personally in your life or someone in your family, he's doing something new. He's about to do something new. I want you to hear me. I want you guys to look at me in the eye and hear that this message is for you today, that he wants to do something new in your life, that the thing that has, been, that has been your calling card, the business card, or the label that has been attached to you or to your family for the last however long that you can remember, that he's saying that that is not who you are any longer, that I'm about to do something new in your life beginning today that you will no longer be called this thing, but now you will be called a child of God and that he is going to do something in your life. A new season is beginning for you. That's what he's saying to you today. And then we translate that into our church. We translate that into our community, that he wants to do new things in our community, that the, that the rule, the law of life that has been in our communities is no longer the case, that Jesus Christ has come and he's come to save people and to give them life and to give them hope. And so I believe that there are two specific areas this season that God is asking us to focus on as we partner with him this new season. And the first is this, it's relationships. Relationships, and that's kind of like the roots of our tree, right? Relationships. I believe that this season that God wants us to have a renewed effort into Relationships. I believe that God is gonna heal the disconnectedness and the brokenness in our relationships with our family members, with our spouses, with our kids, with our coworkers, with our bosses, with the neighbors, the people that you're frustrated that his tree is in your yard, the people who his, his weeds are growing through your fence. I have neighbors like that next door to me, and their weeds are overgrowing, and it causes flies and all sorts of stuff, and it drives me nuts. But I'm believing that God is going to give me the opportunity to be able to, to, to build a relationship with my neighbor. I'm believing that God wants to heal brokenness and disconnection, but I think that we have to make a renewed effort this season. We have to make an effort to rebuild bridges that have been crushed or broken in our relationships. We have to make an intentional effort to forge new relationships. There are people that God is bringing into our life this season. He is priming people right now. There are people who he's going to bring that you don't even know or people that maybe you have not had much connection with. He is getting them ready to have a connection with you this season. That when you meet them, that something's going to happen in your heart, the Holy Spirit's going to say, that's the one. I'm believing that's gonna happen for you this year. I'm believing that this season, this fall, and as we move into winter, some of you are like, don't say that word, Jared. I don't wanna get there yet. And that's okay. But I'm just talking, you know, this new season of from September and through December this year, God wants to help us to forge new relationships. And that takes an effort for us to say, I'm willing to stand up and I'm willing to, to be God's hope, a carrier of light and hope in, in this world. And one of the ways we're going to make it really practical for you is through our life groups. Life groups are starting back up, and we are excited because I tell you what, we've had two semesters of life groups since we've launched our church, and both semesters have been incredible because we have given you an opportunity to get to know people in your church. And I I love, as a pastor, seeing people from life groups hanging out outside of church. I love seeing you guys sit together together. At church, I love seeing when we go to a beach day like we had yesterday or when we uh, had our church picnic in July and there's no coaxing. There's no like pushing people to hang out. Like just naturally, everybody just starts hanging out and spending time and having fun together. And it's wonderful, but it happens because we started something where you you can have an opportunity to get to know people and share about your life. And then when you have troubles, you're having problems, you have people around you who will support you and love you. And so life groups are starting back up up the week of the 14th of September. I encourage you to sign up for a group. Do not miss out on a life group this year or this semester because you will meet people who will love you, people who will support you, people who will be with you when you are in the middle of something, people who will celebrate with you when you've got something great going on. I'm telling you, it is awesome and it's something that you need to do. But it is spiritually growth and it is outwardly focused. I encourage you to bring somebody with you. That's a perfect place for you to be able to say, you know, that person that God's put in my heart, I'm going to invite them to come to my life group. It's just a place for you to just talk about what God's doing in your life. And maybe it's just what they needed. So we're going to be focusing on relationships this semester. But the second thing that I believe God wants us to focus on, if you remember back to our, to our season, our, our vision for 2015, was to be reaching So we're going to be focusing on relationships, but God also wants us to be focusing on reaching. And this is, if you think about the tree, again, is this is about the branches. Relationships are the roots that help us grow deep in our faith. It gives us the nourishment that we need to be able to survive in this world and helps us to to be able to support people. That's what grows the fruit. But you only have a teeny bit of amount of fruit if you don't have any branches. And so we have to reach out into our community. We have to reach out into our relationships. There are so many people around us who need Jesus. And the the, the vision of 2015 was not only to intentionally grow deeper, but it was also to intentionally grow outward. And I believe that God is telling us as a church and as people that he wants us to, to focus on how we can reach more people, how more people can know. How can we use our church's resources to grow branches so that we can touch more people? How can we use our personal resources, my personal personality, what God has wired us to be? How, can, how has God made me as an individual and you as an individual to reach people who don't know Jesus? As a church, we're going to be doing what's called outreach outreach. This is the church. We are exploring additional ways and deeper connections in our community. I mean, you guys know that every year we do our big hunt, our Easter egg hunt. We had a thousand people come to our egg hunt this year. We were able to touch people and help the families to have a fun time together. And just last month, earlier this month, we did our back to school bash and we had 800 people come to that where we gave away backpacks and filled with school supplies and free food and connected them with community organizations. And these outreach efforts are awesome. They are powerful splash events where we can gather a large group of people and we can tell them, hey, we're here for you as a church and we love you. And that's wonderful. But you know what? What really makes a difference or an impact in someone's life is the relational concept. We want to meet needs. We want to feed people, right? We want to help them have the resources they need. But more than that, we want them to know the hope of Jesus Christ because they still go home after that event and go back to their life. You guys know what it's like when you go on vacation with your kids or or you go somewhere and you get to pause for a few moments and enjoy everything, but then life picks back up, right? And things get hard again. That's what happens for these families. And even though they have the backpacks and they have the school supplies and they had some fun, they still have to go home to a broken relationship or failed communications and all of these things that happen in their life that Jesus could help them with, and so we wanna take a look as a church about not only doing these big events, but are there ways that we can start something small that where we can get into people's lives on a consistent basis and reach them on a personal level? Can we provide food for families who need it on a regular basis? Is there a way that we, can, that we can help homeless people? Is there a way that we can meet people where they're at on a regular basis and build relationships with them so that one day maybe we'll have the chance to share about Jesus with them? That's what we wanna do. We want to reach as a church, but what about a personal reach? What about personal reach? Think about this. I want you to think in the sense of your reach. You can reach across, but you can also reach down. There are people in your life right now that you can reach out and touch who are next to you, people who live life like you. Those are people at your work. These are neighbors. Think about ways that you could just build connections and relationships with people. Maybe it's extending a dinner invitation to a neighbor. Maybe it might be something like just providing a gift basket or maybe it's mowing the lawn of your neighbor. Oh no, I said it mowing the lawn of your neighbor. <laughs> you know, maybe it's, maybe it's. I don't know, maybe it's while you're waiting at the bus stop, just building a relationship with somebody. Maybe it's a coworker trying to get, have lunch with them on a, on a somewhat regular basis. I don't know what it is, but, but there are ways that you can reach across, right? You have to be intentional about it. But what about reaching down? What about reaching down? A few months ago, we talked about, um, about the, the passage of where Jesus washed the feet of his disciples, and we talked about stepping down, that Jesus got to his feet, with his disciples and he washed them. There are people in our community. There are people around us that we oftentimes ignore. Who we, in order to reach them, we have to reach downward into their life. That's not saying that those people are worth less. That's not to say that, that I'm above them. It's just to say that their lifestyle or their means, their income perhaps, or the the situation that they find themselves in, are in a lesser profiled space. That means that there are people who are living in circumstances that a human beings should not have to live in, and there are people in our community in Lawrenceville alone, and then expanding to every neighborhood in our city, neighbors in your own community, no matter where you live, who are living in places to where if we want to reach them, we have to step down into their lifestyle and be willing to be there and get our hands a little bit dirty i've told this story before that I went on a missions trip with our youth group uh, to, to Chicago, and we went to the Cabrini Green, which was the, the the, the country's first projects, okay, that was ever built. And we went into these these homes and had to repaint their their apartments and, and help them so that they could move into a new place. The city was making them have to clean and remodel their own place that they were about to tear down. That's the government sometimes. It's crazy. But we went in there and I saw some horrible, horrible living conditions. Cockroaches crawling up and down the walls, painting over cockroaches with our paint, you know, uh, rollers and, 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 there were food behind their their couches old food rotten food horrible circumstances that were in people's lives and there are kids living in these places and it was a struggle for me as a middle class suburban individual who lives in in a decent house you know living in a nice community to walk into a house like that but you know what I had to remember that I was there as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. And I walked into that place, and even though it was difficult, and even though that it smelled and it was hard to do that, you know what, by the end of that day, the people that we were there, we got to talk to them, we get to share the love of Jesus with them, and something was different with those people. Even though their circumstances weren't drastically changed because we only went there one time, there was something, there was a glimmer in one of those kids' eyes. There was a, a thankfulness or a gratitude in the, in the heart of people that were, we were coming there not to judge them, but to help them. And when we step down into people's lives, when we reach down into their lives, we can make a difference. And when we do that on a consistent basis, imagine the power of a consistent reach into someone's life with the love of Christ. How it can dramatically transform and change someone's life. What is your personal reach, your personal reach? And so this season of the fall, as we push forward and we move into, into the season of the fall and we want to have relationships and we want to renew our efforts. We took the summer off from life groups, not that we were taking time off from our relationships, but we know that during the summer things get a little hectic and so we wanted to take a step back and give some rest. We want to focus on relationships this fall, but we also want to focus on reaching I want you to think about how you can reach people in your community. But when the time comes for the church, when we say, okay, our team, we've come up with an idea of we think that God is leading us to, to reach people in this city. And some of it might be a little messy. Some of it might be a little bit dirty. What we're calling you to is to take the personal responsibility to come with us. We would love for you to be a part of it because even though you get a little messy, there's nothing like the rewarding the reward of of coming home and knowing that you made a difference in someone's life. We're going to be meeting needs both spiritually and physically. We're going to be focusing on relationships and reaching. So to finish off this idea of the tree that we were talking about, I think we have an image here of of a tree with people sitting underneath it. This is the dream that I have for our church. That not only will be, be a tree that has deep roots, or that has wide branches, that has programs and people who are willing to reach, but that we would become a church that has such wide branches with such fruit on it that all the people from our communities will be able to come and sit underneath this tree and enjoy the shade of the tree, that we would be a path in the wilderness, that this tree would sprout and have fruit because of the river that's running through the dry wasteland that God is providing for us. He is giving us the life that these people, I don't know who these people specifically are. I found this image on Google, but, but I imagine that we have people like this in our own community who need the shade of this church that need the the life and the refuge that this place can be. And this season, we're going to meet people who need hope, who need life, who need food, who need to be able to pay their electricity bills, who need to be able to to help. I need help because I'm a single mom and I don't know how to raise my two kids. Grandparents who need help and assistance. There's all sorts of people. There's middle-class families. There are rich people. There are all sorts of people in this community who need the refuge of this church. The only way that we get there is if we intentionally grow deeper, if we make our roots solid. But as we grow outward and we make sure that we're growing branches, we have to push and that will create space. We can be that tree. God is calling us to become an oasis in the desert for many people. Our roots are growing deep as we become disciples of Jesus. Let's now look forward To the road ahead of us and push outward into our world. And so I want to close with this today with our challenge. If you're taking notes, the challenge is this: I want you to reach into your relationships and beyond. So we've been talking as a church that we want to reach out to people, but I, I think it starts with reaching into our relationships. When we reach personally into where we are, and I would ask you these questions. The first thing I would say is this is don't be a lone disciple. Don't be a lone disciple. Build relationships. Find people in this church that you can get to know. Don't be a lone ranger. Don't be the person who thinks, you know what, I've got it all myself. Like, yes, you can have a vibrant relationship with Jesus if you're spending time with him personally on a day-to-day basis through prayer and worship, and and you can go into the woods, and you can spend time admiring his beauty. But but life was not meant to be lived alone. The, The life of faith was meant to be lived together. Don't be alone, disciple. But I would ask you this question. Who can you include right now? If you think about the tree, maybe even in your own life, if God's made you a small tree and your roots are growing deep as you become a disciple of Jesus, who can you include now? Who is in your life right now, today, that, that God is saying, hey, that person I've put in your life, they, they need this hope. They need the shade of the life that Jesus provides. Who is it in your life that you could provide for right now? But then secondly, how can you be a part of what's coming? What is it that God is is saying to you now? Like, how can you you be a part of what God wants to do with relationships, but also with reaching? And so as we wrap up today and move quickly into our response moment, the two questions I always end with, my messages are, what is God saying to you today? What is it that he's saying to you that, He's prompting on your heart, that he's putting into your heart. What, do you, what does he want to do? What's he saying about your relationships? What's he saying about how you can be involved at church and how you can grow in faith? And then what are you going to do about it? What is it that, that, you, that he wants you to do? What steps can you take today? Come on. Thanks for listening to this message from Encounter Church. If you call Encounter Home or if you would like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterPGH.com and click on the Support Encounter tab on the left side. This is a quick and simple way to stay up to date with your regular giving. We hope you join us next week.